The way you answer and handle incoming and outgoing calls can either make or break your customer experience. Hello and welcome to Collision Cast, the official podcast of Fenderbender, helping collision repair shop owners and operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Editor-in-Chief Jay Sicht. In today's episode, I'm joined by Fenderbender columnist Drew Bryant, who owns DB Orlando Collision Center in Florida. In his February column, he talks about how standardizing your phone call handling procedure will lead to benefits such as increased conversions, greater customer loyalty, and more consistent positive reviews. Drew, thanks for joining us on the Collision Cast. No problem, Jay. Happy to be here. In the February column, you talk about how to maintain standards by performing audits of the phone calls that your CSRs and and other staff that are that are receiving phone calls um, are making, and um, you promote them as a way to for people to get better, not as a way to reprimand them, point out the mistakes they're making. But I wonder if you could talk about some of the uh, the most common mistakes that you do see shops making for some of those phone calls. Absolutely, yeah. So the. Calls in themselves, I mean, most common mistakes, in all honesty, is just not recording them in general, I would say, is number one. Two, um, you know, you got to know coming in what what is the quality of the leads coming through the phone, right? And that's all external to the business. But um, if you're asking specifically to the mistakes that I think shops make is that uh, we just put a phone number out there and advertise to it, and there's very little time spent on the specifics of who our target customer is, who do we who do we bring the most value to, and how, and where do those people live? You know, what do they drive, and how do we reach them? And the more research that gets put into identifying what that is to really narrow the funnel down, the the higher we increase, you know, the rate of conversion through our front doors, naturally driving our businesses. Um, and secondary to the mistakes is, you know, once you start recording them, there has to be intentional time set by by some level of your administration team. If, it, if you don't have one and it's you, um, then and it's after hours, so be it. But um, you don't have to listen to every call. Um, but my advice was would be to in some capacity make it a a regular uh, a deal that your your team is exposed to. Um, and uh, when I when I first started doing it. You know, I got to tell you, I was I was really taken back. Um, you know, I, I speak a little bit in the column about uh, a circumstance with with an individual that I uh, was considering letting go. And it was because of redundant calls that I was listening to that were just uh, I felt were horrible. And I, I felt at the time they, they weren't in line with our brand and, and our and our mission and our values. And uh only to find out that he was following a, a dated process to the T and it was all on us. And it was an opportunity for us to, to improve our internal pro- process and, and, uh, and really, you know, make it more in line with our, with our current day's business model. And when we had outgrown it, right. And uh, by doing so now they're executing full throttle on it, but uh, being able to, to not necessarily have them all, feel like it's an invasion of privacy, you know, um, you know, uh, there's nothing that I, you know, if, if it's constant criticism, then they end, they end up saying, well, I got to be careful about what I say here because it's always going to be, be criticized and, and really embracing the fact that, okay, here's a few things I want you to focus on. I really want you to work on them. 
And then a few weeks later, we can come back and reflect on if you feel you're doing a better job or not. And that's, that's all independent of the protection of liabilities and he said, she said with consumers and, and all of those. And that, that, that's the collateral side and benefit of, uh, of recording calls. So one of the very first things that I tell shops, if they're not already, you should be recording calls. Um, and, 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 you know, I've been on the other side of the quote unquote mystery caller, but that mystery caller for some reason just sounds identical to my boss, you know, and I, (laughs) and I think I would much rather know and the customer know that, that, you know, that calls may be recorded for quality control. And it's just a little, you know, just, it's just not as obtrusive and you just don't feel them breathing down your figurative neck that way. I, uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You know, calls are recorded for quality and training purposes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can't tell you I've ever had a customer tell me that they don't want to be recorded. It, it's somewhere of a, it's natural now. All, all mm-hmm. levels of the businesses are, are doing that. So just kind of comes with territory, I think. It seems like probably most customers don't want to feel like they're being read to from a script, but at the same time, there are many points of, of interest, points of uh, information that need to be captured by the CSR or whomever is answering the phone. Does it help to have some kind of a checklist for the person answering the phone that they can refer to? I'd like to mention that I'm mentioning that we have this. Okay, Mrs. Jones, you say you drive a Honda. Did you know that we're certified by your manufacturer and this is what we have to go through to to be certified by the maker of your vehicle. And this is why it's important. Sounds um, pretty good, Jay. Have you, it sounds like you've done this before. Man. <laughs> I, I need to put you in the seat. No, uh, yes, absolutely. I, I think, you know, we have scripts, but the scripts are less on a, on a, on a third party word for word, read it to the consumer. I think there's th- that authenticity gets diluted there. Um, it's, it's more of, of, of a punch list, right? We want to make sure that the flow of the call we maintain control of the call, right? We want to make sure that at some level we made a, um, we, you made a, a, a genuine effort to, to demonstrate and acknowledge empathy in the call. And, and it, I think specifically there's an order in which it has to be done at, um, in order to be able to, to get the level of engagement that we need the consumers, um, to be in, right? Because generally if, if, if not followed in a certain order, a very specific order, the customers are generally, they live in that reptilian brain. And, and naturally, it's, it's you're asking for more money. Run, right? Not more than my insurance is paying, whatever the case may be. Um, and whether that's your business model or not, the only way that we're going to be able to be successful over the phones and really seek the attention that we need from consumers is if we follow the the path of human psychology, right? And we've got to get a few agreeances in. We've got to be able to reference the empathy. And I'm not telling you know we don't have to lie and we don't have to we don't have to cheat and we don't have to create any false perception of care. Um, that that's going to come natural because the the team that we have working for us in most cases they they care, right? They care about their jobs. They care about the people. Um, they care about making sure the car is done right. So. I think that scripts really they throttle back all that opportunity to get that 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 human to human interaction and that uh, 
humility that we need to leverage. Um, and I think that just giving a punch list to be able to kind of flow through to focus on the key deliverables um, that, that we need to be kind of honed in on is, is really, really the key. And um, the best people to be able to develop what those lists are, th- those lists would be, are the people that are on the calls. I think that as a business, we owe them, uh, you know, it's our responsibility to provide them the tools and the guidance to be able to get there. But if they cre- if they create this a punctual flow of, of customer interaction, um, then the odds of them implementing it are significantly higher than the business administration shoving it, shoving it down their throat, if you will, right? That makes a lot of sense. And I would imagine this is a bit of a manual process, still pen and paper, right, for this initial f- – I mean, as I'm answering the phone call, I probably have a – a clipboard or a notepad with this ready to go, right? This isn't going to be something within the shop management system because we haven't gotten to that point yet. That's correct. Um, in the beginning stages, it would be simply that. It's a lot of, uh, you know, writing it down. And I, I, I really promote, and I, I speak about this in previous columns, I, I promote them to, to leverage the right side of their brain to just dump ideas and dump commentary onto a page. And then we'll schedule time to sit down and utilize a more, analytical side of the brain and, and use the left side to be able to say, okay, these are, these are key deliverables. These are key points that we need to touch on every time. And, and we look at the path of the customer from initial acquisition all the way to delivery. And we compare the successful transactions and we all have the ones that didn't go quite as planned. And I'm not talking about the workmanship. I'm talking about the, how did the consumer leave? Was there, was there, was their expectations exceeded, right? In some cases, we spend a lot of energy exceeding the consumer's expectation. And we, we tell ourselves, goodness, we did 15 different things that they should have just been over the top about. But the way we went about presenting it to the consumer, really, it, 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 it had no, there was no weight to it, right? And they still left kind of uneasy. They left, the work looked okay, but uh, because they were hung up on one particular thing early in the claim, it, 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 we didn't have that delivery that we that we were after. So, um, you know, being able to to really look at at where we were successful, why we were successful, and then duplicating and replicating that uh, on on all claims moving forward is really the beginning of establishing standards. And there's not an easier way to do that than performing audits in, in departmentally over the phones. It's an old cliche of inspect what you expect, right? For sure. And we don't have to mention brand names or company names, but is how would uh, how would the average shop audit these calls, like to set up for automatic recording? Are these something that are commonly available? If I just Google phone auditing equipment or where would yeah, I go so- to look? Yeah, great question. So naturally, if you're any level of CRM that a shop is using, it's generally a provided service. And I would tell you from experience, that's probably going to be the most expensive version of uh, call auditing, right? In a platform. I will tell you in most cases, it's I've used several of them and, and they're quite glossy, um, meaning that there are a lot, there are much fewer steps to get to. They usually live within a dashboard. Um, that you don't have to dig through a bunch of windows to get to. Uh, and in many cases, there's a significant amount of leverageable automation that 
um, with the with the, with the new AI features and all the you know AI is the buzzword in across the industry now and really in society in general. Um, you know they're 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 listening for key words. Um, you know if if somebody is potentially raising their voice or tone of voice that can scrub those calls and then really consolidate them down into buckets and distribute them through email to to a responsible team member to to then audit. And now you've got a more efficient path of auditing. Now, of course, that is the premium. That's the more expensive. But we're still talking, right? In in the scheme of what a consumer, a life expense, uh, you know, of a consumer uh, for the lifetime of, of a customer would be, it's pennies on the dollar. And alternative to to the glossy CRMs, um, if you've got a, a, vo- a VoIP system, voice over IP phone system that's running over an Ethernet line, um, 99% of those programs have the feature that you simply have to check a box and have it record. Now, is it a little intimidating? Sure. You have to log into the platform of the phone system and, and you know, you've got to create a, a username and, and you got to dig through and have it, you know, uh, search it by dates and times. And most of the time they're in military time and, and it can be a little intimidating. It's definitely not um, as user friendly as the CRMs would be, but I, I've seen in many cases it's free. In many cases I've seen it's, it's literally like six bucks a month, right. For all the lines in your store. So, um, you know, not saying not having a budget for it would not be an excuse by any means. And, and, you know, put it on your phone provider, whatever phone provider you've got, um, you want the ability to be able to, to audit and listen to calls and what services they have to provide. My very first phone call would be to whoever I'm currently doing business with. Um, I'd be shocked if they didn't provide you a solution, even if it was a third-party solution that worked well with their platform. Uh, and then put it on them to remote into your computer and, and, and set a bookmark to get as fast as you can to a page because you want it to be efficient. You can't afford, you know, if you can allot 30 minutes, 45, an hour a week, um, to, to looking at these calls and you have the discipline to do that consistently, that's where you're going to reap the reward. If you sit down on a Tuesday and you do it once a quarter, you know, I, I would tell you not to waste your time. It's, it's really worth putting the time aside and getting to it. And, and the faster that you can be at the resources that you need to be versus looking, um, the, obviously the more you're going to be able to get done. That's terrific to have to have those options too. I, I hadn't even considered just going straight to the source of the phone company. <laughs> so, Drew, can you tell us a little bit about how you leverage this call auditing process to convert customers? Yeah, it, uh, you know, I think conversions um, are, are probably where where we start. Um, we we really we really take a lot of time to track. How many individuals, how many customers were, were put in front of a, a representing team member on our end? And uh, how many of those people converted into actual customers for us? And the truth's in the numbers. I think that the area that you focus on most is the, the lower converting individual. Uh, and we, we have seen trends where it changes. But the goal is to have the same level of service with the same mission and the same um, you know, the same values communicated across the counter to the consumer, uh, regardless who they're speaking to. And we calibrate them, if you will, by, by looking, okay, this guy's only converted 40%. Let's listen to his calls. Let's, let's find some opportunity to, um, you know, walk through with him. And 
in most cases, as we work with them to help identify who our target customer is, um, what value we bring, and then more importantly, the, the customers that we don't believe that we bring value to, how can we bring value with on exit? How do we refer them to maybe another provider that's more in line with the service that they're looking for? In our world, it would be you know overall paint service. We don't do overall paint service, right? If you came in asking for a to save a deductible, um, we all know in this world of everything be driven by reviews, you can't afford to go. Sorry, we don't do that. Um, customers would be offended, and we potentially can lose can utilize you know be, can earn if you will negative reviews by simply just telling being honest with them but if you're in a position to be able to say listen we don't we don't do we don't provide service for overall paint jobs it, it, it messes up our flow our, our our flow of production however here's two providers that are, are creditable in our market and we've heard great things about um, it makes for a well I appreciate the honesty thank you and and really full circle those same customers inevitably know somebody that and or mom or dad are driving a brand new car and they, their interest is in proper repair and uh, not necessarily, you know, painting or changing the color of the car. And those things come back full circle. All of that, that business, we're able to keep a pulse on by simply looking at our capture percentages, looking, tracking how many people are coming in, what we're paying for those people to come in, how many of those are we converting, identifying where our customer acquisition costs are. And then utilizing and leveraging the call audits as the the pulse, if you will, to be able to bring the team member in and say, okay, I want you to listen to this call and I want you to tell me what areas you think that uh, you could have improved on. And generally, it's very little criticism that you have to provide. They provide it to themselves. Once they hear themselves back and they can review, and sometimes it's not only auditing calls. Everything in the office is video and audio recorded. So I'll let them watch their body language, right? And they'll go, oh, Drew, you know, my, my hands are in my pocket. I'm, I'm looking down when I'm talking to the customer, right? Um, that's not even us critiquing them. That's them having the perception of what it is they look like from a bird's eye view uh, if they were a, essentially a fly on the wall in their own transaction. And uh, uh, when they walk back in and they carry that feedback into every transaction moving forward. So, to answer your question, I think that in order to be able to understand how we can obtain, keep, continually grow, and, and bring new customers in the front door, it starts at, at knowing where the areas of opportunity are. Naturally, those are going to be with the lower performers, and then utilizing the tools around you to uh, continually work with them to uh, improve it, right, little by little. I hadn't considered the the factor of the self-critique. That's a pleasant surprise. That takes a lot of pressure off of the owner or manager. So, uh, Drew, it's always an enlightening conversation. I appreciate you joining us again. Yeah, anytime, man. I, I really enjoy these, and I hope that uh, I hope that the column and, uh, and, and the, uh, the information that I'm putting out, I, I put a lot of time into this stuff, and I hope that, uh, I hope that you guys out there are enjoying it. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to look for Drew's column on phone call audits in the February issue of Fender Bender. Also, check it out on FenderBender.com. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn and subscribe to CollisionCast. 